Hello, this is Jake Wolf, And this is Sam Elkins, and you're listening to the Film, Video Game, and Other Entertainment Podcast, where you can escape from David Zaslav, the president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. He's coming for your favorite shows. <laughs> On this episode of the Digital Force Podcast, we're going to be talking about The Rehearsal, Nathan Fielder's new show, the WB Discovery stuff, if you hadn't been able to tell, um... New Sonic Frontiers footage, the trailers slash first looks at Wednesday, um, and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and we'll be finishing off with a return to a very popular segment on this show, Nothing New, over the original Spy Kids movie. Welcome to the Digital Forest. Alright, so because I suck and um, was moving and was also trying to stay okay mentally, <laughs> we took a break. We took a hiatus. For a little bit. Yeah. And we didn't tell anybody. Nope. Least of all you guys. Mostly because I, I don't think we realized that we were going to be taking <laughs> a hiatus. It definitely wasn't on purpose, but it was, uh, I mean, it just... I mean, part of it is uh, is I I am to blame. We did uh, sit down and plan to record. However, uh, your boy fell asleep and woke up late in the night. So happens to the best. Of <laughs> that's us. on me. Uh, but we're back. We're back, and we're getting back into our regular scheduled programming. So you can check us out next week with a stream. That's right. That's right. I don't know what we're streaming. Are we going to do more Pokemon or are we not going to do Pokemon? Oh, man. You guys let us know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let us know if you have any ideas of what you'd like us to stream, if you want us to stop doing Pokemon, or if you want to keep keep us going with uh, uh, Mycock. That's I forgot the name. Wow. Keep going with the uh, with the what with with my cock. Yeah, I uh, I forgot. So that's on me. <laughs> you just kind of you just kind of stop talking. I just kind of stopped talking. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but anyways, the rehearsal by Nathan Fielder. So have you seen any Nathan for you? Yes. So I've but not a ton. I've seen. I had seen like one episode and then you showed me a few episodes when I was uh, visiting uh, a few months ago. Um, and then I've watched a couple on my own since, but I've not seen it all the way through. I've not seen a bunch of it, but um, yeah, but I know that you're a big Nathan Fielder fan. Yeah, I fucking love Nathan Fielder, yeah. dude. Dude is like wacky and <laughs> weird and all the best fucking yeah. ways, man. Um, so yeah, Nathan for you is pretty hit or miss for me. I loved a lot of the episodes, but there are some that are not as good as others. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that he was getting the full funding of HBO <laughs> to go in and kind of really do whatever, I was really excited. Yeah, but I was also a little worried that some of those, you know moments or or ideas that weren't fully fleshed out were going to kind of show up in a way that was 
better produced, so it'd be easier to see those flaws. Right. Uh, but I was wrong, dude. The rehearsal was fucking crazy. <laughs> just batshit. Just off the wall insane. It truly... Okay, so if you haven't seen the rehearsal, this is your warning to stop here. There will be a timestamp in the description of this podcast so you can skip forward to our next topic. Because to truly appreciate this show, you need to go in knowing absolutely nothing. Oh, yes. Absolutely nothing. Um, and so I want to give you the ability to do that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that warning now. Because while it's impossible to describe this show, it is even more impossible to describe it in a way that is non-spoiler heavy. Yeah. So this is your last warning. All right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it started off very Nathan for you esque. That first episode mm-hmm. where he's uh, following the guy who has been lying about having the master's degree, which is funny to me for a few reasons. One, because he waited like ten years and now felt he needed to say something. <laughs> Just <laughs> not because there was any strain on the relationship, uh-huh. but because he was annoyed with getting job offers. Right. I was thoroughly floored by that first episode and just how like different it was like it you know it was very familiar it was a nice sort of easing into the show because you know like you said it's it's uh it was more similar to nathan for you than the rest of the show was uh but still even then even given that just the absolute attention to detail the uh just it, it's just so yeah, hard to nuts. yeah hard to explain the way they rebuilt the entire bar like down napkin yeah, to napkin yeah yeah down to the the cushions that have been ripped on uh on the on the bar yeah stools. the chairs oh my god it's absolutely fucking nuts um so that was really cool especially because going in I thought that that was what this was gonna be was it was just gonna be. Nathan for you, but to this crazy extent. Yeah. Um, and then episode two comes, and things really start to take a drastic shift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I immediately thought when they introduced those kids that, okay, I wonder if some of these kids are going to have issues or like, this has got to be really fucking weird for all these people. Right. Like whose parents are letting them do this? This is really strange. Uh-huh. Um, because essentially Nathan is just for this lady buying children for her to right. pretend are hers. Right. Um, so I thought that was a little strange and she didn't seem that off to me at first. I don't know about you. Yeah. She seemed like, she just seemed like, uh, you know, like she reminded me of some, you know, uh, Christian, women that like i grew up with you know like not nothing too uh, yeah. out of the ordinary um and maybe it's because she was juxtaposed with the boyfriend yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's who's ripping the bong he's like i think we're probably gonna sleep together tonight yeah <laughs> she made it very clear that's not at all what she's about but he's like i'm pretty sure it's gonna happen yeah um and what was his thing? He, he was into something weird. He he uh he was in the what is it a car crash that he like survived because he like was like it ended up standing up or something like that. It was like a scion no, no, no. or 
No, I'm thinking of um, there was something like weird he was into because she was very religious, but he was like into something weird. He was like a numerology guy. Oh, 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 right, right, right. So he's like seeing the he's like talking to his roommate. He's going, I saw it on the radio, dude. Thirty three. Yeah. (laughs) And the roommate's like, I have no idea. I don't think that just two numbers together (laughs) means a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then the year I was born, 80, 1988. Oh, 88. There you go, dude. Oh, man. Um, But from there, and I know I'm just steamrolling past you. So if you have thoughts, you jump no, in. No, no, no. You keep going. Um, Then we get to episode three, and it kind of gets some more room to breathe. I think, was that the one where it really, was that the one where he made the guy clean up that old dude's like shitty pants? Oh my God. Um, I think so. They all, and the dude was like traumatized and never came back. Oh my God. Yeah. So I watched, I watched these first three episodes with Reese, um, friend of mine from college. Right. And we had this long debate about whether that was too far. (laughs) <laughs> um, which is really funny in the context of the rest of the show, not knowing what else is yeah. going to come. Is is this if this guy cleaning up this other old dude's shitty ass is too far? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts at that point? Do you think that's too far? Um, I. It's so hard for me to say because whenever I watch this, it's so easy to sl- to kind of detach. And look at it as as fiction, you know. So, yeah, suspend your disbelief a little. Right, bit. Right, right. And so I'm doing that. And then anytime I think about it, like, oh shit, this is real. Then it's like, uh, it, it. Then my brain like short circuits, and I just can't think about it. And I'm like, it's got to be too far, right? But then it's also like, <laughs> well, it's just like if that's too far, then he's been going too far from the beginning you know like it's it's just uh, it's it's just yeah which the other part of it is he had to because the camera was there with him right so then i guess that brings up the question of like is the guy really consenting to this whole arrangement or does he just think it's part of the show right um i don't know i do know i'm not sure what the rehearsal specifically but I do know that with some Nathan for you participants that they that it was pretty real for them. I mean, they were not told a lot and then they were well, they're filmed. It was their real reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming he would approach it the same way. But I mean, how can you? How can you with something like that? I don't I don't honestly I have no idea. It's just it's just really genuinely impressive how he's able to sort of evoke these just out of left field, crazy, wild, unbelievable reactions from these real <laughs> life people. But it feels real because there's always some aspect, some sort of humanity to this weird reaction that like grounds yeah. it. That's just like baffling. It's like, why, why is this so compelling right now? This is insane. Yeah. Um, and then, speaking to Nathan's ability to, you know, harness these unique reactions, I think a lot of that goes into his ability to fucking roll with it. Mm. He, especially in the rehearsal, mm-hmm. he, it's clear that he was seeing what was working and what wasn't working, and the show 
became something else that it was not intended to be because and we're going to have to get into the mother daughter or mother son father thing right um because that's really the most controversial part of the show it's the most interesting part of the show um and it is definitely there's no way that you could have planned for that yeah just the way that it was done it's clear that it wasn't written. There was no way it had to have been. Right. It had to have emerged. Um. But yeah, so for for those of you who who missed it and don't really care about watching it, um, the the short summary is the rehearsal that takes the place of a majority of the show involves this woman named Angela, who's a religious lady, and she wants to rehearse having a child. So, uh, not just having a child, raising a child to the age of 18. Yeah. So they build this house for her, um, and they have this child, these child actors in there who are playing the part of her child. And each week, the child ages up three years in, mm-hmm. uh, by switching out actors through windows and stuff to the point where they get to 18. Well, where things get a little crazy <laughs> is... Uh, Nathan decides for whatever reason to step in, um, <laughs> and take the place of the boyfriend who left. So Angela wasn't doing this by herself and Nathan takes it farther than you could ever in your wildest dreams. Imagine that he takes it. Uh, he starts doing weird shit. Like he leaves to go work on another rehearsal or like teach a class. Uh, which the class is a whole nother thing we're going to get into. Um, <laughs> and he uh, comes back and, you know, the child is older now. The child is like, I think, 15 or something because he'd been gone for two weeks or something, two or three <laughs> weeks. Um, and he's so perplexed that the child isn't mad at him because to him, he's been gone for like 10 years yeah. of this kid's life. <laughs> so then he starts having the child pretend to be mad at him but that ruins the whole thing so he brings the child back to six years old so he can start over um and then it gets weird because he brings his parents over to meet this fake child (laughs) and they're confused that the child is not jewish so then nathan starts wanting to raise this fake child to be jewish and angela has a lot of problems with that because she's very christian right um, and then he starts doing it in secret and then it becomes this whole thing. And then he has this like Jewish tutor over to try to convince her that it's okay to raise the child as Jewish. Um, and it all culminates in Nathan eventually creates this attachment with one of the child actors who does not have a father of their own. Um, to where the child believes that Nathan is, or wants Nathan to be their father. And he deals with a lot of moral dilemmas associated with that. Right. So that's a lot to take in all at once. It's not any easier to digest while you're watching the show. No. It is a lot of complex and morally questionable things thrown at you. Yeah. Really fast. Yeah. It is astounding. And I had to take it bite by bite through the whole thing because it's you have to it's so it's so it's not a binge watch not even close it's it's so hard to like 
digest um, a lot of it, but it's infinitely... And it requires reflection. Yeah, and it's but it's infinitely watchable, infinitely like compelling. Um, yeah, you can't look away, uh, and it just forces you to engage with it. Yeah, it's not a show you can be on your phone for because you'll look up after like fifteen minutes and go, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" <laughs> um. So let's let's break down a few of these things, and before we get into the the meat of it, which is the 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 parent child rehearsal, I want to talk about a few of the like I don't know what you call them side rehearsals, right? Um, the one I mostly want to talk about is the fielder method, right? So the fielder method is a rehearsal he hosts in one of the episodes where he teaches um, actors how to act on by, based on his acting method called the fielder method, where you go out, you find somebody, they become your primary, um, which is the person you want to emulate, and you do your best to act exactly as they would. Um, sounds fine. Sounds like a method acting form. But where things become strange is Nathan is confused about how the class is, so he like uses the fielder method to act as one of the people in the class. <laughs> but then it becomes weirder because it's, it's a turn like a chain of events happens and Nathan ends up like taking the guy's keys and staying at the dude's house as if he was the dude to like get in his head. It's fucking bananas. And it's it was one of the weird he has a guy play him, play Nathan. Oh my god. Who teaches the class to him. Just the the, <laughs> the levels of absurdity that Nathan Fielder just delves into along with the uh strange self awareness is Yeah. Is so so fun to see and just I've used this word a lot, but baffling, you know, <laughs> like it truly is. Well it it's like the first signs where the cracks are starting to form where it becomes harder and harder to step. So he starts off the show with the rehearsals being these opportunities for people to practice tough situations um, in their lives before they go and do them. So that way they can make sure that they're done you know, successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the show goes on, the... You know, as you're watching it, you notice a few things. First, you notice that Nathan's rapidly approaching like a severe breakdown. Like the, he has got some mental issues he has not dealt with, right? And they are they are showing themselves. And I think that that becomes the point is he hits this point in the show where everything requires a rehearsal because everything is is this challenging and inconsistent and uncertain. So to the point where little pieces that would be like jokes or interactions between him and maybe like an actor or an actor's parent. The one that comes to mind is when he has to convince the child actor that it's good to be a Christian and not Mm. Jewish like him. And he's going to burn in hell forever. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) Which is like a little moment that's, that's done for some laughs. He ends up rehearsing that later in the position of the mother um, and so the rehearsal itself just becomes him trying desperately to maneuver his life with no consequences because 
the consequences are so overwhelming. I right. mean, as we saw, when he had the negative parenting interaction, because he left for a few weeks, he brought the child back to the starting point to start over. Right. Um, and I think that's why when he was having the problems with the child who wanted him to be his father, it was so... Like, interesting for me, I thought that was going to be the show's, like, breaking point, where he was going to break from this fabricated reality he had created. Because he realized that when you, you know, condense everything into these rehearsals, then it becomes harder to separate reality from the rehearsal. Right. Um, he did, But he does not do that. <laughs> uh, he trains another child actor to be the child who had the problems, and he pretends to be the mother... And then just, like, starts raising the child. I have no fucking idea what he's doing. It's... Man. What do you think? I'm I'm over here rambling like a psychopath, no, and you're saying nothing. I know, I know. Like, it's just... I, the more I think about it, the more I'm just, like, at a loss for words somehow. I don't know. I just... Yeah, it's, he's just, it's beyond comprehension to an extent. Right, and he's just so so fascinating just as a person um like i saw an interview that he did uh i don't know exactly when this was it wasn't it, i don't think it was very recent but um and you've probably seen this as well but he was talking about how like his mother has always been very very eloquent and very very like personable and and uh can keep a conversation going always is you mm-hmm. know uh you know very good with words uh but he's never been that way and so he always liked to try to trip his mom up so he would you know have conversations with her and then just throw in a curveball into the conversation just saying something that's just so totally off the wall that would trip her up to see if she could still be as eloquent. I, I don't know. I don't know if he gave any examples. I don't remember any, but, um, right. And so it's just interesting. His just persona being him interacting with reality and, uh, sort of societal norms, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and just trying to throw wrenches and all that and sort of just almost like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Um, but then yeah. in this show, it's more about control and about having a firm grip on reality to sp- like physically make it or just literally make it what you need it to be. Uh, you know, he has the full funding of HBO Max, so he's able to basically just with you know insane resources sort of create mm-hmm. his own reality and then that in turn that just gives us this really surprisingly intimate look into his mind and it's a strange sight which you know is to be expected from the guy who uh <laughs> put an alligator in the way of people, you know, trying to get a free TV and Nathan for you. Um, yeah, (laughs) but like just very still unexpected. Just, just the way that the whole entire show went. 
and I, for one, yeah, for for a show yeah. all about control, right? The show felt very out of control. Exactly, exactly. But it embraced the fact that it was out of control. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's like the anti-Semitic stuff in there. Mm. Not on, not on behalf of Nathan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, which they pointed out pretty, pretty glaringly. Um, they. Angela doesn't want to raise the child to be Jewish, which at first I was like, okay, I see where she's going, coming with, coming from with this. Not because I think that it's right to just be like, well, I don't want it to be Jewish because <laughs> fuck the fuck that. Yeah. But because I was seeing it from the perspective of she's like, well, this is supposed to be a rehearsal of like me raising a child, right. and this would never happen to me because yeah. you know she would not have picked somebody who would have had this conflict. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> when Nathan's not there and she's completely abandoning the rehearsal, it became so weird because it's like, well, then why do you give a shit what the child does? Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. We had some technical difficulties, but now we're back. <laughs> we are back. Woo-hoo-hoo. But for you guys, it'll feel like two seconds have just passed because I'll edit all of that out. Yeah. We'll fix it. He'll fix it in post. That's right. Uh, but the important thing to know about the <clears throat> rehearsal is that it was renewed for season two. Yes. Yes. Uh, surprisingly, be- not surprisingly, but surprisingly, given the fact that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery axed so many things uh, on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet after the finale that said, I think Nathan Fielder simultaneously deserves jail time and an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is so true. <laughs> That's pretty um, accurate. But yeah, let's let's move on to to Warner Bros. Discovery. Oh boy, the merger that is destroying everything. It is the crisis of Infinite Earths. It truly for, is for uh, Warner Bros. content. Yeah, Netflix kind of lucked out because they were making these horrible decisions um, and quickly cementing themselves as soon to be the worst streaming service and then all of a sudden this merger happens and then you we start hearing about everything getting axed and creators getting fucked over and people getting laid off and just absolute batshit crazy stuff going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery that uh overshadowed anything that was happening at Netflix. <laughs> Which is bananas because HBO Max was fine. It was doing great. I don't um, know why they, It like, was are... the best streaming service, in my opinion. Yeah, And they're it like, was... well, what if we came in and fucked that all up? Right. How about that? <laughs> they had great, uh, you know, original shows. They had great, you know, shows from HBO shows of, you know, past. Mm-hmm. Uh, A lot uh, of great incredible... Warner Brothers content. Right, yeah, yeah. Incredible selection of movies, including, like, Criterion Collection films, you know, just classics, just a wide, wide variety in their library. Um, that was just fantastic. I, 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 I always was able to find something uh, to watch there. And then um, one day everything changed. Yeah, so... Perhaps, probably, for sure, to me, the uh, craziest of the, or the the most notable of the axings was the Batgirl movie. Yes. You've probably heard more or different. 
But that's the one I've seen be talked about the most. Yes, absolutely. Um, Batgirl was done for the most part. I mean, they yeah. had to add in some VFX and things like that. Right. But, but it was done filming. Like they were done yeah. filming and they were in post production. Yeah, exactly. They had written the movie, they had done all the costumes, the actors had done all their work, all of the filming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um and they just decided to to cut it. Yep. Uh solely because they didn't like it. I mean, they weren't really that clear about it. Yeah, they they said we don't want to release anything we don't believe in, but they didn't expand upon that. And the worst part is the literal directors of the movie found out same day everybody else did. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Can you imagine? That's that's insane. That finding group me from... had to be wild. Oh my god. Finding out on social media that your project that you're probably currently working on is gone. Is just like yeah. done, not happening anymore. Um one of the directors even said that um that he went to just literally record the footage on his phone or you know to find the footage and sort of save it somewhere just mm-hmm. for himself same day. And it was off. It was off the server that he had been using. It was the, all the footage was just gone. And he oh, so have, they just took it. Yeah. So he doesn't. He doesn't have access to it right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Insane. Oh, that's 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 cool. That's what you want. That, right. that instills a lot of trust within your employer. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, probably the most, you know, talked about portion of this is. Batgirl, a movie that was probably not perfect and was probably not good, I will say, um, yeah. is being cut for unknown reasons. But yet, The Flash with The Menace, mm-hmm. the wall crawler Menace, um, <laughs> is continuing on. Yeah, with Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash. Is continuing on. Um, and that... I feel conflicted about that because right. from all of all of the, I don't think we should be supporting Ezra Miller. I don't think Ezra well, Miller should should be getting, you know, recognition or or anything because right. they have done some horrible things. Yes, and they are escaping a lot of. Well, actually, were they arrested? I think they were arrested. I think so. Um. Yeah, but re- regardless, they're however, not the only one that worked on that film. That's true. That's not the you know? that's not the direction I was headed in it, but that's true. Yeah. Um, I think The Flash is probably the most important movie that DC has right now. Oh, for because sure. I think that for them, it's their big reboot point. Right, and I think they want desperately to get that out there so that they can. Make sure everybody's not confused. Yeah. Um, I am a big supporter as much as it pains me. And this is this is how you know how much it hurts. Because the Batman is my favorite movie. Right. I'm a big supporter and ripping off the Band-Aid and starting completely new. Yeah. I say, fuck it. Take all the good, all the bad. Throw it away and start over. Personally. Right. Uh-huh. Um. But I know that that's why they care about it so much. Yeah. Uh, but what's weird is 
the new Warner Bros. Discovery CEO, what's what's his name? Uh, do you know Zaslav? Zaslav. Yeah. Um, he's so like the the Flash movie was another one that was pretty much done. Um, but he's going in and changing things in the DC world to reflect something different than the actual story. The actual Flash movie was supposedly supposed to portray. Um, the other piece of it I want to get out before I forget because I'm talking like a psychopath uh, <laughs> is from my understanding from like leaks and things is the Flash movie is supposed to be pretty big in terms of like it's going to be the equivalent of the No Way Home with like the Easter eggs and shots right. of different DC media. Right. So they, I know they don't want to fucking throw that away. No. Um, but. Um. In everything we had heard leading up to the Discovery merger was Michael Keaton was going to be stepping in and kind of taking over the reins in the Batman role. Uh-huh. Um, left after The Flash. You know, he was supposed to be a large part of Batgirl, and he was going to be a big part of the Aquaman sequel. Uh-huh. Um, but have you seen the news about Batman and the Aquaman sequel? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what did you see? I want to make sure we saw the same thing. Well, I mean, I know that Ben Affleck's a big part of it, and then they pushed Aquaman way back to next December. Yeah, they're bringing him back to fill yep. the role. Which leads me to believe what they're going to do, <laughs> which is going to be a fucking disaster, because supposedly they've also asked Henry Cavill back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I have no problems with Henry Cavill. I think he was perfectly fine as superman i just don't think he was written yeah. well right. um i think they are going to try on with this like to continue on with this like pseudo thing where it's gonna essentially be the characters from the snyderverse but they are not going to do anything with the snyderverse you know what i'm saying right right probably um, kind of which what is, uh Marvel's gonna do with the X Men or what? Or I mean, uh, with like Deadpool or Daredevil and yeah. Except that's different because those were like fully realized visions, right? Like coming into this, this was like this was already broken when it was released. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they're taking the broken shit that had no foundation that nobody understood. And they're going to just kind of continue on, which is crazy because their whole thing is they like want to bring it back to start over or make it like MCU where they have kind of a czar and in the head of it. Yeah. But if these things are to be believed, it's going to just be way more fucking confusing than it was before. Right. I don't know, man. I can't fucking handle it. And the fact that they also announced a Joker sequel is oh really fucking pissing me off. It's. It's so I I don't understand what's going on in their brains because it just feels like they're trying to actively piss people off. Um, yeah. And I don't know what they're going to do in this Joker sequel. I didn't know that I didn't think there was a sequel to Taxi Cab or ta- right. Taxi Cab or <laughs> Taxi Driver. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it's just really funny to me because in terms of the Joker sequel Mm-hmm. The people who liked the Joker movie are pissed off because it's a musical and Lady Gaga's in it. And the people yeah. who didn't like the Joker movie didn't think it needed a sequel. 
So they're like, why are you doing a sequel? So you're not really pleasing anybody here. So yeah. it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. And it feels like they're making decisions like that across the board. I'm also really confused what they're going to do with the Joker sequel. Because are they going to try to make him out like he's like a supervillain? Because the whole thing in the first movie was he was just a dude. Like, he didn't give a shit right. about any of right. the, you know? Yeah. And then the other thing is there's no Batman. So, like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand. I know. I wonder if Batman's they're just going to do some, some fucking, like, Sweeney Todd type shit. Like what? Like, uh, just like a, just, just like a musical, just a musical romance with the, with the dark, twisted, violent core. I I don't know. Fun. Yeah. That's what we need. We don't have enough of those. (laughs) Right. Which is, I I realize is ironic talking about superhero movies, completely oversaturated market. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that's part of my problem is, uh, I don't know. I wrote black yeah. on there. Black. Black. Um, yeah, so I just, I can't stand. Yeah, and they're getting rid of HBO Max, and it's going to be merged with Discovery Plus next year. Yeah, which that isn't making sense because... Like I, what I've heard, I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard some people say that they're they're folding in a lot of the HBO Max content into Discovery Plus, but they're keeping HBO Max as an app. But it's just going to be nerfed a ton. So, like, if that's the case, that's even worse because then you're just going to yeah. have a mediocre app and then an app nobody wants. So yeah, what they need to do is kill the Discovery Plus app and just merge everything into the HBO Max app. Yeah, you already have a good thing. Nobody gives a fuck about Discovery Plus. Yeah, and you're gonna piss people off because they're gonna have to cancel this and go buy a fucking new thing. Right, just move and your it's, shit it's... over to the other thing. Yeah, we're like one step away from there starting to be like streaming bundles that you can get where it's like get netflix hbo max discovery plus all this for one flat fee of blank blank a month and then it's like we're back to cable you know <laughs> like yeah we're 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 we've come full circle and now we've come back to the thing that we tried to escape in the first place yeah well that's where it's going i mean we all know that yeah that's what yeah. the that's what the politicians don't want to tell you yeah, that's what uh, the the radical left is keeping from you. That's right. They cancel your student debt, but for what? No HBO <laughs> Max for you. <laughs> Nothing's free. Nope. Um, Here's $10,000. Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right, let's talk about Sonic Frontiers. Yes. Um, There was a new story trailer out. I watched it. I don't really know what's going on. I didn't really take anything from it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, it just kind of looked cool, I guess. Uh, yeah. The trailer showed about the same stuff that we've seen. Um, there's been some footage released uh, from people who played at Gamescom of some of the cyberspace uh, levels and some boss fights. They look fine. Um, it looks like just... Normal boost gameplay. 
um, with some overworld stuff that's that's new and interesting. I think the overworld stuff is going to be the most interesting part for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's hard for me to say anything about it because it all looks the same as it did when it was first like announced. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, we're going to stream it here when it comes out on November 8th. Yeah. That was pretty fucking ballsy of them, though, to, to release it the day before God of War Ragnarok. Honestly, that that is very ballsy. I'm curious to see how that pans out. Because what's funny is it's not even like it's a, like a weekend, so it's like prime real estate. November 8th right. is a fucking Tuesday. It's a Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> and November 9th, when God of War comes out, it's a Wednesday. Wow. So I don't know why they picked that. I don't know. I fucking... I don't know. Everything's pissing me off, man. (laughs) Let's talk about Wednesday. Wednesday, not the day. Wednesday, the trailer. Right. Um, So I watched the trailer with Autumn. Autumn is a massive Adam's Family fan. Oh, yeah? What'd she think? She loved it. The only thing she didn't like was um, the actor who plays Gomez. Luis Guzman? She's nothing wrong with the actor. She just didn't think it fit for Gomez. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because she's like, Gomez is supposed to be very like suave and very like good looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's fucking ugly, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not what she Guzman. said. That's not what she said. But I see what her what the point hell, though. Autumn? He, no, no, no. He's, he plays a lot more like comedic roles. Right. Which I think what she was getting at, and and Gomez, I guess, is not like that. I'm not an Adams Family guy, you know. Right. right. I'm looking at me butchering all of her opinions. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it looks really cool. Like it looked fun. Yeah. It looks like a spiritual continuation of the original. And I do really like the actress who plays Wednesday. Jenna Ortega is insanely good. Uh, keep an eye out, folks. She's, she's going to be in everything soon. Um, just like I they just did recently, with, um, what's her fucking face? Ana de Armas, who just was blew up and was in everything. Right. Yeah. And Anya Taylor joy as well. And, um, yeah, yeah just like, yeah, no, she's, she's going to join the ranks. Um, I, or if she hasn't already, I just, uh, recently watched, have you heard of the movie X? Uh uh-uh. uh, it's a it's a slasher movie that came out uh, early earlier this year that takes clear inspiration from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, okay, fantastic movie, very very good. I'd heard a lot of good things about it, but I I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it. But she's in it, and she's very good. Uh, she has a, a smaller role than um than you'd expect, but um. But yeah, she's very good in that. She's very good in the new Scream movie as well. Um, she even had a, a role in uh, the Netflix show You, uh, season two. Ooh, um, haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, so she's yeah she's um she's turning into uh, like a really really impressive movie star. Like she's got she's got a good uh, she's a good actor. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see it. It looks like it's going to be good. Yeah. Um Yeah, me too. Keep your eyes peeled, folks. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of trailers, kind of uh 
they they didn't release a trailer, but there was was it like a special showing of the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings Rings of yeah. Power? Yeah. So they had, I guess, they had like press showings or something uh, for Lord of the Rings, the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, uh, and the social media embargo lifted um, earlier this week. So people were tweeting about it uh, with limited ability to talk about it. But we got our first reactions to the show. Now, I don't know about you, Jake, but I've been cautiously optimistic um a little My nervous phrase right yeah we use that a lot on this on this show um I've been cautiously optimistic yeah absolutely it's it was you know i wasn't sold on it um i was nervous that i mean it, it's what the most expensive show ever made or the most expensive show amazon's ever made or something like that um mm-hmm. so it's like I hope they allocated that budget well. Um, but, you know, after the Hobbit trilogy, it's like, eh, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, and the trailers uh, have sort of lifted my spirits a little bit, made me more optimistic. Uh, what what were you, what are your thoughts kind of going into it, not knowing really yeah, much right, outside man. the trailers? That's right, yeah. man. I mean, I've read The Silmarillion before, and so... Mm-hmm. Since a lot of this takes place in the second age, I believe they're doing second age and not first age. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, because yeah, second age. Because um, what's his face? Sauron is around in his elvish yeah, and form. Galadriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I've read the Silmarillion. It's been years, so I'm like baseline familiar, you know? Right, right. Um, and so I'm excited for more lord of the rings content but from the trailers it doesn't look like there's as much um like character in the way things Mm -hmm. are designed peter jackson did such a great job with like every detail and the way that each character looked the things they wore spoke a lot and characterized them a lot i didn't get that from a lot of the trailers I saw. Yeah. That's not to say that it's, it's going to be bad necessarily. I'm just, I'm kind of waiting to see what, what comes out of it. Right. So the reactions that I have been seeing, uh, luckily are very, very positive. So that is heartening. Um, so I'll read just like a little bit. Uh, so, so there's some people, Lauren Sarner from the New York post, uh, said, I had been skeptical, but I was very pleasantly surprised. It is actually good. Very good. Visuals and tone are just right. In my opinion, a great addition to the Tolkien world. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about how it's a very cinematic experience. Um, okay. It's, it's something that they say would they would love to watch on the big screen. I did see Cinemark is uh, uh, showing the first two episodes on the big screen i think on like the 31st uh 31st of august um okay but i'm really sad because there are no cinemark theaters in missouri (laughs) so that makes me very thanks for that um right um 
It says it's not trying to be Jackson's trilogy, which is nice. I'm glad that they're not just going to try to, like, I mean, like, while I want it to be more like Jackson's trilogy than uh, Jackson's Hobbit trilogy, um, I I want it to be its own thing. Um, They say that the uh, 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 Morphid Clark's Gladriel is magnetic. Um, there are characters that are introduced in the first two episodes, uh, even though they haven't introduced the whole ensemble in the first two episodes, Mm -hmm. there are many characters that are so compelling that you just want to follow them wherever they go, uh, which that's cool to hear. Um, they did say that it is the first two episodes are slower, but that is because they're doing so much, uh, you know, set up and, and, world building, but it's not it doesn't detract from the experience. Um, so all good things that I've been reading. Um, the biggest thing is just the cinematic excellence and how epic and breathtaking it is. So that's very exciting to see. Um, what day are they sh- showing it at Cinemark? Uh, I think it's the 31st. Sick. There's is a what Cinemark I read. like 15 minutes from me. What? I knew there was one in Kansas city that was closed. Well, there's one in Merriam, Kansas, which is like... In Kansas? Duh, Drett. Yeah, come to the best side of the state, jackass, and then you can go to the <laughs> Cinemark Theaters. Uh, What day is the 31st? It's a Wednesday. Good week. luck it's making Wednesday. it here. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Hurts. But, I mean, I'm probably not going to go to the fucking theater to see it. Are you kidding right, me? Right, right. I can barely but, find time to watch it in my own fucking house. Yeah. But the, the thing that I was most glad to hear is um, Kayla Cobb from Decider said, and this was a common sentiment from a lot of uh, people w- that I read. So okay, Seriously, so it's not just a what did you say? So it's not just a Kayla Cobb exclusive. It, it was right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. But Kayla Cobb says, Seriously, whatever the VFX team was paid, double it. Um, which that can be said, you know, across the board, regardless of what the effects are like. But obviously that means the effects are very good. Um, well, they better be as good as Halo. Right. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if it it better be at that quality, if it's not at PS2 quality, then, uh, we're not talking. Exactly. Um, but I'm optimistic, but I also more excited. Yeah, I, I'm also taking it with a grain of salt a little bit, too, just because uh, social media reactions always tend to be much more praising of a show than, um, you know, the reviews end up being or like how the show mm-hmm. actually is. Because um, I think there are certain things, depending on what uh, the social media embargo says, that they can or cannot say. Um, so... Not saying that it's gonna come turn around and be dog shit, but um, I'm not gonna expect it to be the greatest show ever. But at the very least, I think it'll be really, really cool to watch. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me, me too. So, so should we do it? Should we get on to our nothing new? I think it's time to bring back nothing new. And today, we will be talking about the original 2001 Robert Rodriguez film, Spy Kids. 
Oh boy. So had you seen this movie slash any of these movies before now? Yes. Okay. Were you a spy kids kid? So um I for a little context, mm-hmm. my first ever birthday party. Mm. I went to the Spy Kids 3D movie mm. at my birthday party there, and I got to turn on the movie. You got to turn on the movie? Like, you go up into the, like, the little cool. thing, and you click yeah. the thing to turn it on. Yeah. I was four. That's cool. Holy wow. Nice. Um, But, sin- but you know, that being said, I, I had seen the Spy Kids ones as a, as a child, as a wee one. As a um, wee wee lad, but I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing that happened, except right. except for, um, uh, fuck, 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 except for uh, the the Spy Kids three when Elijah Wood shows up. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I was about to be like, "Can I guess what it is?" Oh yes. And they're like, "It's the guy, dude. It's the guy." And he gets the fucking one shot it immediately. <laughs> immediately, incredible. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to tell you, I got a, a Twitter notification. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I did not. Their rumor is they. They've decided on a DC czar. Oh, wow. Dan Lin. Dan Lin? Yeah. I've not he, heard he of this did. man. He's a direct he's a producer and he was behind it. Okay. Um, Sherlock Holmes. The Robert Downey Jr. I think so. Godzilla okay. versus Kong. Okay. And the Lego Batman movie. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, let's see if he did. We'll let's s- see if he did anything else. Let's let's pull. Yeah. Let's pull him up. He looks way younger than I fucking thought he did. I was like, is this a fake account? No, it's not. Wow. He look like if you look him up, he looks like fucking our age. Um, he did the Lego movies. Um, yeah, he did the Robert Downey Jr. one. Of Sherlock Holmes. Gotcha. He did the Aladdin remake. Okay. Um, it Chapter 2, It. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's hard to say how well of a job somebody's going to do as a czar before they, I guess, do it. So, That's more... True. More power to him? Yeah. Yeah. More power to him. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, back to all right, Spy so Kids. Yeah. Back to the fucking meat of this. Yeah. Which, real quick side note. Um, I was in my mediation class today, and they uh-huh. were doing like a little thing about how you need to know what people want out of the agreement before other... That way you can come to an agreement much faster. So like the situ like the situation is these two people want this orange. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it. No, I'm gonna take it. So they decide to cut it in half. Right? Mm-hmm. Well it turns out one of them want just wanted the peel to make an orange cake and the other wanted like the fruit on the inside, right? Right. So like if they would have just talked about it, they could have gotten more, you know. 
Whoa. Um, but what was most disturbing is throughout the video, they kept referring to it as the meat of the orange. The meat of the orange. Uh, so they kept like, like showing. Like they kept showing Venn diagrams and saying orange meat. <laughs> it was fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, god. All right. So have you seen Spy Kids before? Yes. Oh man, I used to be obsessed with Spy Kids. Um, oh okay. I, so you're the expert. You should be the, the uh, czar on Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. They should fucking hire me. I should be the czar of Spy Kids. I was not. Um, I I don't. This is the Spy. The original Spy Kids is the one that I remember the least about because I think I really got into it when the second one came out. Because while I do remember 9-11, I was four (laughs) years old at the time. Um, And God damn it, nothing stuck out of me that year like Spy Kids too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So 2001 is still a bit fuzzy outside of that one uh, event that may have happened uh, in September. but May uh, have happened? Right. Allegedly. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh but Spy Kids 2, now that's one that I do remember uh and of course I remember Steve Buscemi uh being like uh uh you think uh God abandoned his creation cuz he's scared of what he created or whatever the hell that iconic line is. You totally um, butchered the fuck out of that one, man. I sh- I for sure did. But uh, I, I know yeah, that... Yeah, like when I watched The Terminator and What's-His-Face said, oh, you know, I'll see you another time or whatever. Okay, all right. I don't know <laughs> if it's that iconic that you should know it verbatim. Um, it's like a TikTok but, sound, isn't it? Oh, I, I'm, I, I don't get on TikTok Don't e- Don't even tell me you don't fucking get on TikTok. I, it'll be the middle of the night and I'll be scrolling through TikTok and I just see your face up close at a TikTok you've posted. I haven't made a TikTok in almost a year, Jake Wolf, okay? I have not been on TikTok, like, like scrolling through it. Like, I, I used to always... too much. I swear to God, I do not scroll through TikTok hardly at all. I barely get on it. I'll show you my my diagnostics on my phone of how often a week I, I spend on TikTok. Um, I'm just messing with you. You also last posted <laughs> in March 15th. Okay, all right. So not not quite almost a year, but yeah. Not even quite <laughs> half a year yet. <laughs> not even quite half a year. Um, so... So yeah, I, I I watched the second one. I I remember really liking the second one. I got all those you know those Spy Kids little gadgets they would get. I had uh, those those glasses with like the mirror that so you can like see what's behind you. Um, Did you really? Yeah, I had I had one of those like it was like a Spy Kids thing where it was like oh you can you can listen in uh, through walls, but it like it looked like a miniature like um um. What's it called? Uh, uh, um, oh my gosh! I always forget the name of this fucking thing. It's a thing you you speak into and it amplifies your voice. Um, and I keep wanting to say boom mic, but that's not it. Um, Talking about a megaphone. A megaphone. God damn it! Why do I keep forget? I literally there, this has happened three times. I've forgotten the word megaphone. Um, it looks like a mini megaphone. So it's like a little cone or whatever, and you stick uh-huh. it up against the wall, and then like, 
I think you like put your ear to it and then you can hear through the wall, which I don't know if that's really much different from just like putting your ear against the wall and listening, but whatever. It was cool. Well, one of them was made um, for spies, so. Right, exactly. Um, but Spy Kids 3D, for some reason, uh, little, uh, I don't know how old I was when that came out. Six, I think. Six or seven. Um, I was obsessed with that movie. I, I literally, when that came out on DVD, that was like, I think the first DVD that I ever had that was like, you know, 3D DVD, you know, and you had this little, uh-huh. uh, the little, uh, red and blue glasses. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like the first time I had ever gotten something like that. And at the time I thought it worked, uh, since then it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but I would, Literally, me and my siblings, and then two of our friends, uh, would watch that on repeat. Not kidding, over and over and over. Um, we would watch that movie, and um, I was I was obsessed. I don't know why. I don't know why, because it's easily the worst of the trilogy. Um, but it's See, just, I, don't, it's, I don't remember, so I'm I'm keeping an open mind till I get there. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe I, maybe, uh, cause it's been a while since I've, I've watched all of these. So maybe my, um, maybe my opinions will change, but, um, yeah, I remember Selena Gomez having a little cameo in the third one. And anyway, I liked I him a lot. Any of that. Uh, but, so, but what'd you think of this one? We need to, we need to get into this, this one. one. Yes. Yeah. Focus. All right. This one, I liked it. I did. <laughs> uh, but it was also incredibly goofy. Yeah, which made um, me fucking love it. There were some right. parts I thought were stupid. Uh, like, right. I will say, these people are the worst fucking spies in the world. When right. it's when it's showing them, like in any public place, they are the most fucking conspicuous people in the scene. Right. <laughs> like in the beginning, when these when the parents, these two world class fucking spies, are trying right. to best in the business. Uh-huh. She changes her fucking wig in the middle of a terminal. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even hide behind anything. And they're both like sitting on benches, like looking over their shoulders mm-hmm. and through bushes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these dudes are the fucking worst spies ever. What the fuck? Right. Very obviously talking into a watch, you know? Yeah. Um, Weird. Wonder what that guy's yeah. about. <laughs> um it was it was very early two thousands, which made me is very is very charming, a very fun, exciting movie. And as watching it, I'm like, I totally understand why I fucking love these movies because they're cool as shit. If you're a kid, you're a kid I watching were, this, you're like, I thought they were cool as shit. Now, I mean, I'll I'll right, say yeah, I'll I'll say this. Do you, do you hear my dog barking? Rusty. Yeah, Rusty's over here barking. <laughs> he just he just got home. Aww. And he hears my voice, but the door is closed, and he's like, "What Aww. the fuck?" Aww. Um. So these movies, especially this one, I haven't seen the other two, so I can't speak to those. But they were so like unique and had their own style and their mm-hmm. own like approach to things that was so fun and so refreshing because it was very, like, it didn't try to like adhere to this like reality standard or yeah. Like it, the CGI looked fake, obviously, 
Right. But like I'm talking about like the design of like the Cortez's house, like the bright colors, the way that everything was a real yeah. funky looking. The choice of the yeah. like bright colored band-aids to put on his fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things, it just made it fun. I mean, I'd watch it again. I thought it was fucking cool to watch now. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It it was it was I, I remember wa- like when I was watching like in the in the beginning, I'm like, oh my gosh, like these are like really solid action sequences. Like Robert Rodriguez is a terrific director. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's so vibrant. And so, uh, it has its own specific character and I'll take that over any grayscale, you know, uh, realistic action Uh movie any day. Like, I think that Hollywood needs to be less afraid of making just some wacky, you know, weird looking films and just, yeah. you know, letting people be creative and weird with it because yeah. that's like, exactly Like take the first Joker was. and make it a musical. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the, that's the I problem mean, I have with it is it feels bad to critique that movie on that ground because I feel like I'd be the most hypocritical person in the world when I say that, but you just know it's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I hear you. That's like the only thing I don't hate about the Joker sequel is the fact that it's a musical. I think that's a very bold choice because it's pissing everybody off. But like, I kind of respect it because it's it's going to be unique and it's going to be its own thing. But no, the I, musical I part doesn't bother me. The The fact that it exists in any capacity is what bothers yes, me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I had a few notes down here that I'd like to say. Um, For those of you who mm-hmm. haven't seen the original Spy Kids, uh, a brief rundown of the plot. Two world-class spies. Um, they get married. They have two kids. They live in this massive fucking mansion. Um, mm-hmm. The kids are both a little bit of troublemakers. One of them doesn't have any friends. Fucking lies about it. That was a nice little pun there, because you know, troublemaker was the production company that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Made it uh, and the other one um, fucking shits the bed and has to wear diapers, and is an eight-year-old that skips school. Don't know where the fuck she's going, but. <laughs> Um, so the parents come out of retirement to stop a big bad guy who's stealing spies and then they get trapped by the bad guy and then the kids have to Mm -hmm. figure out all their family secrets and then they go and save Mm -hmm. the parents. Um, yeah, that's it. I had some notes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I put the house is so funky looking because it was, it was really fucking cool looking. I didn't say that as a bad thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. They're in the scene. I said <laughs> when the scene where they get married in the beginning, um, uh-huh. there's this part where these two fucking helicopters just fly up over them, and right, everybody just starts sprinting because somebody's after them. It's not really clear <laughs> who right. is after them, um, especially because mm-hmm. I think they were from different countries to begin with, anyways, which is another weird element of it. Like, are they both countries yeah. after them? Have they created right. international peace? Um, <laughs> but this priest, dude, he doesn't fucking stop. The pa- you see the pages fucking f- <laughs> flying out of the fucking books and shit, right. and he's still <laughs> reading and everything. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! It's like uh, it, it was honestly, it's kind of funny because it, it felt like almost like a, a, a like a like a priest from an exorcism movie, you know? Like, yeah, like where what the-, the fuck was going on? <laughs> You just memorize the passage because you need to keep going even when your pages are turning. 
That's um, right. I was like, yeah. is this priest also a spy? And if so, why does yeah. he have this ordained minister outfit? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get um, it. If there was any other priest, he'd be going, uh, what the hell is all that in the background there? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also put, uh, I had no idea these kids were superheroes because they very clearly have superpowers. They try to yeah. make it out like they don't have superpowers, but these kids right. clearly have superpowers. Right. They definitely wanted to toe the line between them not knowing anything about their parents being, you know, secret agents and also them being totally trained to be secret agents. Um, so, like, in the beginning when they're, like, doing the whole climbing thing, mm-hmm. it was just so funny because then, like, kind of off screen they do these, like, really cool things. And then they show them and then they're just, like... Like, Junie hanging from the ropes was such a funny shot to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Just, like, imagining that he did all these cool moves to get up there. And now he's just this little shit-ass kid just, like, hanging from the ropes. Just, like, looking like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, then he falls and his sister's pissed. <laughs> and he grabs a dumbbell and with the force of a fucking catapult right. throws that thing full throttle at the wall. <laughs> That's why it it was reminiscent of the first scene in Watchmen where the comedian punches the concrete off the wall. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, so this kid has superpowers. Speaking of Junie, Junie's so fucking annoyed and so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. I fucking hate him. He doesn't (laughs) shut the fuck up, first of all. He fucks everything up in the dumbest way. I mean, like, stupid shit. He's, uh... He's in the fucking, like, pod that's taken to the safe house. They're in the pod for, yeah. like, what, an hour? And he's already using the fucking toilet, shitting it up in the goddamn pod. Yeah. <laughs> what else oh does he fucking God. do? He he gets this brain that, like, clearly these spy organizations are after. And he's looking at it <laughs> in the park. And his first thought, without knowing what any of this is, is, we gotta destroy it. We gotta destroy it. It doesn't even say anything. just, like, winds up to throw it on the ground. But his yeah. his like his like little angry face was so funny because it was it was so he just looked so stupid. Like no offense to the little kid, but like no, he did. He just like anytime he looked angry or determined, it just made me laugh. Yeah, so uh, that's the other part. Is and it's also weird because he is gung ho to destroy this fucker. This like the scene after he hears Carmen say, "This is the bargaining chip that's keeping our parents alive." Yeah. He's yeah. like, nah, fuck it. No. Nope. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. Right. Um, oh, man. There's some, like... Go on. What? I'm over, I'm over here oh. commandeering everything. You go on. <laughs> oh, well, I was just saying, there are, like, so many, you know, interesting gadgets that they use throughout that are pretty funny and pretty cool. Like the um, dehydrator the... That, that gives you the McDonald's box, too, to go with the fries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, so they can sell those McDonald's uh, Happy Meal toys, which I for sure partake partook in. <laughs> um, and then they have, like, the uh, cement spray that's just, like, silly string, but then they add a little bit of effects to it, and then it doesn't really do much because they escape from it, like, right, about, right away. Um, yeah. Oh, and then they had the dick fur. The what? The dick fur. Do you remember the dick fur? Uh uh-uh. uh. You don't remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Do you you don't know what it is? I'm not gonna ask you what it is, Sam. 
you you don't know what a dick's for? <laughs> I, I'm God not damn it. <laughs> you're God over here. It. You're over here trying. Not even not I'm giving it up. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard, man. Just give it to me, you know. Uh, oh my Ugh. god. Um, I got Haley with that earlier, so I was trying it. <laughs> she was like, she's trying like, to workshop it out. She was like, she's like, what's a dick for? And I was like, sex and pissing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. Boy, there was another part of it that was oh so they meet their uncle <laughs> and so i wasn't sure what was happening at first because he's like i'm not gonna go save my brother i'm not gonna go do all this blah, oh blah, my blah. god but then he shows him the plane and so my first thought was no way this grown man is gonna send these two children i know in this plane yeah go have fun kids <laughs> and then it made sense right. they stole it but it was also just funny because it he was basically like Here's how I'm definitely not going to take you to go get your parents. Like, just yeah. if, if you're so dead set on not doing it, don't show them the plane. Why are you showing them the plane? Well, you know, if I was going to, this would be the way to do it. Here, you see this thing? This thing that you definitely shouldn't try to steal. Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. Also, just absolutely hysterical that this is the same character from the machete series you know like is it really it's the same character hyper violent rated r yeah because those are directed by uh robert rodriguez as well um so i just think i just think that's absolutely hilarious so i guess you know this sort of character machete uh i guess robert rodriguez liked a lot so then when um, he and uh, 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 Quentin Tarantino did Grindhouse, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the double feature of uh, Death Proof and um, Planet Terror. Um, they had you know a bunch of fake trailers, and one of them was for Machete, which was at the time a fake movie. Uh, and then <laughs> I guess that ended up gaining traction and they turned it into a real movie so he that character's had a real trajectory uh coming from this you know very family-friendly kids film to uh insanely hyper-violent sex-fueled uh franchise yeah well i mean same shit same shit you know um yeah what else so Speaking of action and hyper-violence and everything, there's, like, one really big fight scene, and it's, like, the jetpack mm. chase scene. Yeah. That's where the movie faltered. That thing was fucking nauseating. Oh, yeah, that was awful. And it they cut back and forth to, like... Yeah, the editing like Carmen, was fucking horrible. It was awful, yeah, because, like, Carmen is, like, what? She's, like, way out away from that, you know layer safe house whatever and Uh then she turns around and then all of a sudden she's back inside picking up junie then all of a sudden they're back way outside flying away within a span of two seconds and i'm like what the hell is going on and it just like kept shifting in different angles and i almost threw up that's the worst fucking part of the movie not to mention the fact that there's (laughs) they fly into this department store including all of these thumbs and nobody, <laughs> nobody turns their head. 
Nope. They're like, oh, yeah, just another <laughs> fucking day. I don't know what's going yeah. Oh, great. The thumb guys are back with the jetpacks. Cool. <laughs> also, Carmen flying on a jetpack smashes through glass and is just fine. Yeah, just I chill. thought that too. I was like, that would hurt like, like fuck. Ow. Like, you'd maybe be dead slash have a lot of cuts and broken bones, probably. She definitely killed Junie when she dropped oh, yeah. him. Oh, he, yeah. He was definitely dead. There's no way she would have caught him. Oh my god, that was so funny because she's like, "What would you do without me?" I'm like, "Well, fucking die." Apparently, like, yeah, Jesus, well, and that would have was... saved us a lot of trouble, right? You're, you're, <laughs> oh my god, you're cracking jokes and like this kid like is almost, almost died. Your brother almost died, and you're just like, "Haha, what yeah. would you do without me?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was Floop. In the Floop Palace. And Floop's TV show is terrifying. Oh my god. They're like, oh, it's so cool. What were his little things called? Oh. God, what were they called? His Fooglies. Fooglies, yeah, 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 yeah. They were scary, dude. Yeah, just like mutant agents that, for some reason, I, 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 that was weird. Um... Interesting seeing Alan Cumming and <laughs> that's the actor's name. That's not there. There wasn't a guy named Alan who was coming. Is he um, coming or going? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's spelled exactly the way that you'd think. Um, and then Tony Shaloub of uh, 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 Monk fame. I don't know. It's just, it's just really interesting seeing these, um, you know, big actors being so goofy and weird and you know what's weird about yeah. alan coming <laughs> what he's the exact <laughs> he's the exact same age as my dad what and they're fucking wild wow they should call it your dad coming i'm sorry i'm so yeah. sorry I'm so sorry. They should. They should call what him? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they, and what should they be calling this? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It, it wasn't oh, yeah. bad. I don't have a lot of riffs on it. A lot of goofs on it. Um, right. Nothing to riff or goof the, about with this one, but uh, right. just a lot of laughs. The only. Yeah, the only issues I had with it are just kind of honestly like byproducts of it being just like a goofy, semi-low budget, like wacky kids film, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh one one little thing that I thought was really funny is, you know, when uh um the what's that one lady gets her hair on fire and then Junie's like, bad hair day. Uh, which is yeah. got a little chuckle out of me. Um, well, it's when funny because she, she shows her face, right? She shows back up, and uh, she has she's bald, except in some places where her hair is still just as long as it was before. Which is so funny because it kind of almost implies that she like took a razor and like shaved her head around the hair that she still had, you know, because yeah. it was just so perfectly bald everywhere else <laughs> except for where her hair was. So but I just yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Didn't want to, you know, go full Britney and, 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 you know, take it all off. I think, you know, 
I think yeah. that would have been fine. She's just keeping it clean, dude. Right. Um, yeah. That's all I got, man. What about yeah. you? Overall, super fun. I'm excited uh, to watch the next one. Yeah. And uh, on I next week's nothing new. Well. Thank, thanks for the suggestion, whoever sent it in. Hell yeah. Um, and we'll cover Spy Kids 2 on the next one. Yeah, and if you have any other suggestions of things you'd like us to cover in Nothing New, you can shoot us an email at uh, digitalforestmedia at gmail.com. You can send us a DM or just tweet at us. We're at dforestmedia on Twitter. Uh, You can check us out and hit us up there uh, on Facebook. We're, you know, Digital Forest. Um, Yeah, where else? Anywhere else they can find us? Yeah, you can. Did you already say Twitter? I did. Um, you can catch. I us, guess I uh, shot it over to you after I already kind <laughs> of took all the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. Did you mention Twitch? No, I didn't. Yeah, Twitch.tv/slash/DigitalForestMedia. Make sure to check us out next Thursday. And if there's anything that you want us to play, you can tweet at us, send us an email, or do whatever. Whatever you want. We'll we'll all respond. Right. See you later. See you later. What's a dick for? <laughs>